Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you from God our Father, to our living Lord and our loving Savior Christ Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. True story. A man who hadn't been in church for a long time received a call from his friend asking if he was interested in playing some tennis the following week. The friend happened to be at his own church, Christ the Lord Lutheran, where he was attending a meeting. When the man looked at his caller ID to see who was calling him, his phone read, Christ the Lord. Talk about a tough call. Could he afford to answer? And could he afford not to? This morning we hear Jesus extend a call to his first disciples simply to follow me. It's the same call he extends to us in our baptism. And that call may seem at times to be a little on a tough side, a tough call. But it is possible, my friends, with God's grace and his strength. What that call involves is the message I share with you this morning. The text is the gospel read for you earlier. There's also an outline of my message in your folder, and I'd encourage you to use it if it assists you in your devotion today. John the baptizer marks the end of an era. He was the last of the prophets to operate solely under that old covenant. Like prophets before him, he had proclaimed the coming of a promised Messiah. But now he had come. And that's where we find Jesus this morning picking up the mission to which the Father had sent him, fulfilling that promise of Emmanuel, God with us. In the gospel for today, we see four requirements of those that Jesus calls to follow him. The first requirement is this, speak and live the truth. Speak and live the truth. At this time, John has been imprisoned. The details aren't mentioned here in Matthew's gospel, but in another account, we are told that John was imprisoned because he spoke the truth about the immoral behavior of King Herod and other members of his family. And consequently, he was imprisoned for tell telling the truth. That was part of the call from God to follow Jesus. It is still a requirement today that followers of Jesus speak the truth. God's truth, no matter what the world says or what the world thinks. That isn't always popular. It wasn't popular in John's day. It wasn't popular in Jesus' day, and it's seldom popular today. There is often opposition and sometimes a price to pay for sticking to God's word of truth. But not only are we called to speak that truth, but we are called to live that truth every day and in everything we do. Because that's a powerful witness to the world around us. 
of our love for Jesus. Tough? It certainly can be when people today, for example, question what really is truth. And others are going around saying, well, truth is relative. It depends upon what you want it to be, and it can always change. John's gospel, however, assures us that grace and truth comes through Jesus Christ. That, my friends, is where we need to stand with Jesus. And it's Jesus himself that promises that if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know that truth, and it's that truth that will set you free. A second requirement of those Jesus calls to follow him is repentance. Repentance. That was the same theme that John preached while preparing people for the coming Messiah. And now we find in our text that it is picked up by our Lord Jesus himself. We see there in verse 12, repent, Jesus says, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent. That word literally means turn away. Turn away from sin. And that involves several steps that I'd like to share with you this morning. The first one is this, to see sin for what it is. See sin for what it is. You know, the world works mightily hard at disguising sin so that it becomes more acceptable and less offensive. An example is a current political ad that's been running now for several weeks that encourages the support of women's reproductive health and also freedom of choice. And many of us realize those are euphemisms for the aborting of unborn children. But it sounds a lot better, my friends, when you're trying to get followers. But regardless of what the world chooses to call sin or how it tries to hide its truth, to God, sin is still sin. And the followers of Jesus are called to see it for what it is. A second point this under repenting is confessing or admitting our sin. You see, to hide our sins is to deny our mistakes is simply to our detriment. And worse than that, it refuses God's grace and his forgiveness. When we hide one sin, it often requires that we commit another and another to continue to cover, and the consequences for us grow. A third point is this, to go the other way. Go the other way. When you see temptation coming toward you, and my friends, we all learn to know our weaknesses, so does Satan. Go the other way. St. Peter wouldn't have denied Jesus in the courtyard if he had heeded this kind of advice. But our God speaks a marvelous message of good news for sinners like me. When he says, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive you and will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. A third requirement of followers of Jesus is to reset priorities. To reset our priorities. 
Walking along the seashore in our gospel for this morning, Jesus saw Peter and his brother Andrew and said, follow me. And verse 20 says, they left their nets and followed Jesus. Were they ever going to go back to fishing? Yes. Yes. But for a time, they were going to follow Jesus first. There's a lesson about priorities here for all of us. God comes first. In that whole list of priorities, it's not sufficient for God to be high on the list. God must come first. In the busy lifestyle that many of us have designed for ourselves, don't blame anyone else. God must come first. Tough call? You bet it is. Tough call. Often a challenge to our time, to our desires, our interests, our resources, and especially when our daily living and our bosses and our friends and our family and the world around us all continue to distract us for other things so important. Remember the one who made our salvation a priority when he went to the cross on Calvary is the one who says to you and me, seek first the kingdom of God. And it is St. Paul in his letter to the Colossians that encourages us to set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For your life is with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you then will appear with him in glory. We think we've got it good. The best is yet to come. And the fourth requirement is to leave the past behind. To leave the past behind. Going on, our text says Jesus saw two other fishermen, brothers James and John, and invited them as well to follow him. Verse 24 says, they left the boat with their father and followed Jesus. Leaving the past, my friends, can indeed be tough. But it may be necessary in order for us in our day to walk with Jesus. What may you have to leave behind? A couple of examples might help. It could be family. There are people today who, through missionary work, come to faith in Jesus Christ. And they find themselves cut off from family, ostracized, disowned, never to be included or to see family again. That's a tough call. It may be friends. Friends? Yes, friends are indeed a great blessing from our God, but if friends lead us away from Jesus or lead us into sinful things we know we shouldn't be part of, then perhaps it's time to leave those friends behind. Old habits? Old habits, indeed, we all have them. And indeed, they're tough to break, but with the power of Jesus, the strength that comes through us through word and sacrament and Holy Spirit working mightily in our minds and hearts, yes, even the impossible can become reality. Matthew records that Peter, 
probably feeling a bit sorry for himself that day. You know, he's human too. Said to Jesus, we've left everything to follow you. What is there for us? And Jesus replied, everyone who has left houses, brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers, children, or friends, and fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. The one who has called us is faithful, Scripture says. Faithful in his promises, faithful in his presence with us, faithful in giving us what we need to be disciples in our day. Tough call, indeed. But you see, the rewards are heavenly, and they are eternal. And now may the peace of our God that passes our understanding Keep us always close to Christ Jesus and to life eternal. Amen.